welcome to Goodfeels. My name's Phoebe and this podcast is here to serve as a timely reminder to us all that there is so much good in this world. Hands up anyone who's experienced feelings of eco-anxiety and climate doom over the last few years. While I'm not trying to downplay the severity of the climate crisis, I think there's a lot to be said about the power of optimism and positivity, particularly when there's actually been some really good news on the environmental front lately. Let me give you a bit of a top-line rundown. 100,000 kilos of plastic has been removed from one of the ocean's most problematic areas, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And if this process is consistently repeated, the patch could be cleared. Plastic waste on Aussie beaches has decreased by 30% over the last six years, thanks to community initiatives. And last but certainly not least, our beloved Great Barrier Reef is finally showing signs of coral recovery for the first time in 36 years. Celebrating wins like these is important for our morale, but it also reminds us how big our role really is in creating more positive change. There are so many things we can all do to help make our little blue planet a much greener place, and someone who's an expert in this department is Lottie Diel, the sustainability crusader and founder of Banish No Time to Waste, who is on a mission to help us all reduce our waste. I am Lottie Diel and I am a sustainability expert and the founder of Banish. It all started for Lottie as a simple New Year's resolution, which simply was to do better. And over the years, she's turned her passion into a full-fledged career with an online store, regular gigs on morning TV, and she's even done her very own TED Talk. I believe that climate change can not just be fought by a bunch of scientists and innovators, but that it can be fought by you and I. If you've ever thought about committing to a greener lifestyle, but you literally have no idea where to start, then you've come to the right place. Because Lottie is here to give us a few simple and sustainable swaps that we can all make in our very own homes. Can you tell us a little bit about how you actually got into being more sustainable? Because I think that your journey is one that's very relatable. Oh, thanks, Phoebes. It's, yeah, I feel like it is, I was that person. I was that person that wanted to make a change and I wanted to do right, but it was just so difficult and so hard and so confusing. So a couple of years ago, I made a New Year's resolution. I made quite a few as we all do at the start of the year. Um, Some were to kind of start running marathons and others were to lose a whole bunch of weight and all of these kinds of things, none of which which happened. But one of them was to do better for the planet. And I didn't really know exactly what that entailed. It wasn't technically a smart goal. It wasn't measurable or anything like that. But I just knew that I could be doing more when it come when it came to, yeah, the environment. And then when I actually started doing that, it was so much more difficult. So I kind of woke up really early one day because I was writing an article about Mark Warburg's daily routine. So I had to wake up, wake up at 4 a.m. And he works out for like an hour and a half and then meditates and then does all of this stuff. And it's not physically possible for me to work out for an hour and a half. And I'm shocking at meditating. So I was kind of sitting there at 4am twiddling my thumbs. Nothing new had happened on social media since I'd been to bed. So I was like, oh, well, I may as well start looking into that sustainability thing that I was going to do. And I knew that I was going to have a smoothie for breakfast. So I was going, well, I'm going to put a plastic straw in that. So what is a better alternative for a plastic straw? So being a journalist, I went into an absolute dark, deep rabbit hole of research and I was kind of doing all of this Googling and looking at, okay, well, if you look at stainless steel, then what's the environmental impact and then where does it go and all of this kind of stuff. And eventually I decided that stainless steel was the best option for me 
Um, but it wasn't a simple, easy Google search, like what is the best reusable straw? It didn't just pop up and it was like, hey, Lottie, you should use a, a stainless steel straw. Anyway, so then I thought I purchased from what I well, what I thought was a sustainable um, store and then the package arrived a couple of days later and I bought a pack of five and each straw was individually wrapped in plastic. And I was just so devastated. I was like, well, I've just spent hours, my precious hours at 4am in the morning researching. Then I thought I was purchasing from what I thought was a sustainable store. But then also to have everything come individually wrapped in plastic, I was like, well, what's the point of doing this? Like, why is it so difficult? And why is it so hard? And then it kind of, instead of feeling super disheartened and just wanting to cry, I thought, well, I'm not the only one that's in this situation we all really do need to make a change. Like we can see that from all of the different studies and statistics that are coming out right now. So if we want people to make a change, it needs to be so easy that there's no reason not for them to make that change. That it's kind of like, okay, instead of grabbing a plastic bottle, they're going to grab a reusable bottle because it tastes the same. It does the same. It might even save the money and it also helps the planet. So it was kind of looking at the opportunity rather than being so disheartened by everything that was going on. I think that you are such a good example of actions sometimes speaking louder than words and you have made it so easy for so many people. And what I love most about you is your kind of optimism and whole philosophy around how as a community we can do so much because sometimes I feel like a big like global issue like climate change can make us feel like a small change in our own behavior is so insignificant in the grand scheme of things but it's not exactly there's so much that we can do and I think you can look at celebrities flying around the world on private jets and you can be pissed off at them and you can look at big oil companies but also we can look at our individual actions and we can really make big changes through that and it might seem so small and insignificant to remember your reusable coffee cup but at the end of the day it also like your actions speak louder than words and you might have saved yes one plastic coffee cup from going to landfill but you've also sent subconsciously a message to everybody else in that cafe line that you're using your reusable coffee cup and that they should maybe bring theirs tomorrow or that it's normal and it's easy and it's something that we can all do so I think we can often get so bogged down in the doom and gloom, but there is, yeah, there's so much that we can actually take action for when it comes to this, which I think is really exciting. Yes, I'm so here for harnessing the power of positivity. And I think you are so right in that small manageable steps are the key to starting anything, essentially. It doesn't have to just be sustainability. So I know something I've done is, and I know that they're trending at the moment, is the emotional support water bottle. So I've gone and gotten myself a gorgeous rhinestone stainless steel water bottle that keeps my water nice and cold. So I no longer buy plastic water bottles from the grocery store and I take that with me everywhere I go basically. So can you talk us through um, some hacks that we can kind of do in our very own homes as a starting point? So I'm not sure how you kind of want to go about this, but I thought maybe we could cover a couple of main rooms in the house so that something might stand out for everybody listening. So should we start with maybe the kitchen? The kitchen is like it's a it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's where we spend way too much time, but it is something where somewhere where we can make so many simple sustainable swaps. And I think for me when I was thinking about these answers and something that kind of everybody uses, I was just thinking of like a plain old kitchen dish sponge, which mm. is super duper sexy, but what happens is every time you wring out or you rinse a plastic sponge or like those foamy sponges, the yellow ones or the blue ones, 
underneath water, tiny fragments of microplastics actually break off and enter our waterways and then they're eaten by fish or they go into our soils and all of these different things. So if you can swap out your simple kitchen dish sponge to something like a, there's these things called Swedish dishcloths, which are made from cellulose and cotton. They last far longer. You just wash them in your with your clothes or you can even put them in the dishwasher and then they just come up as good as new and you can just wipe away absolutely everything. So you're saving money, but then you're also saving all of that plastic from entering the waterways and you don't need to even worry about it. So I think that's probably the most simple thing to do when it comes for the kitchen. But also I would say we're just seeing a trial in Coles in um, the ACT at the moment where they're banning the plastic produce bags, which they haven't actually started doing yet around Australia. So this is something that we can actually go a step ahead of. I put up an Instagram post the other day and was like, oh, Coles is banning um, plastic bags in the produce section everyone was like why doesn't this happen everywhere this could be happening in my supermarket and I was like well you could just stop using those single-use plastic bags doll and just take a reusable produce bag that would be great so I think but that's how something... good is that passion people actually have the passion and the want to stop seeing the plastic in the supermarkets exactly it is amazing but I also think we can instead of waiting for a big corporation to tell us that we can't do something, we can take that initiative to start with and just start using reusable produce bags. Or if you are in a bit of a bind, using the mushroom, the paper mushroom bags is one of my big things. So if you're getting spinach and things like that, that actually do need to be packaged in something, then I'd pop them in those instead. And nextly, I think probably the second most commonly used room in our homes is probably the bathroom. So what yes. can we do to improve our bathroom? <laughs> um, the bathroom is like is one of the hardest rooms, I have to say. It's my, my bathroom still has plastic in it. And I've been doing this for what, four or five years now. It is so hard and it's so difficult because it's not only about the packaging, but it's also about what it does for your skin. And you might have sensitive skin or you might have dry skin. There's so many different kind of factors when it comes to it. But I think something that's just really basic that all of us can do is swapping to a bamboo toothbrush. So this is just an amazing, simple, easy solution because every single plastic toothbrush that you or I, that every single listener and all of their friends has ever used still exists somewhere on this planet. And it is going to take between three to 400 years to break down. So I think it's making the switch to a bamboo toothbrush is just so easy so simple and then you literally just break off the head the bristles at this stage cannot be composted but the rest of it can be composted or you can literally just toss it in the garden and I imagine that would actually probably feel a lot nicer on your teeth well bamboo is also antimicrobial as well so you've got that kind of hidden benefit of it's not hiding all of those kind of nasty bacteria in there two for the price of one and then just to wrap it up not very sexy but sexy for some, not for many, but the laundry is where we use the most water and energy in our home. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we don't really think about because as you said, it could be in your bathroom or it could be very small, but it is a mega, it uses just so much energy and so much water. So there's things that you can do around kind of your actual wash load itself. So things like reducing your spin cycle, reducing the temperature on the, um, when you're washing your clothes is also, again, stops those microplastics break off from your clothes and entering our waterways, which are some really simple and easy things to do. So um, is that literally just washing your clothes in cold water instead of hot water? Yeah. And just reducing the amount that they're spinning 
around because if you think about it and they're banging all over the place every time they're banging around they're just breaking off more microplastics so it's just so simple wow. so easy doesn't involve any costs whatsoever just turn down the temps well I never thought I would say this before but I have never been more excited to head home after this and do a load of washing <laughs> and just wash them on cold with no spin perfect <laughs> sorted Remember that the master at anything was once a beginner. So stop worrying about what you can't do and just focus on what you can do, no matter how small. Because as Lottie said, there is so much power in community. And that's it from me. For more feel-good content, remember to check out the Good Light official socials, rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place on Wednesday to talk a little bit more about pet weddings. <laughs>